0: All right, let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time that we can spend together to focus on you and your wonderful ways, the joy that you place in our hearts every morning. Joy in the journey is what we need and what we are asking. And we thank you. Please be with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so the thing I want to start with this morning um, is that we pray as women and men of God, we pray for insight, don't we? Doesn't the Bible say that we are to pray, if, you, if any of you lack what? Wisdom. Wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it will be what? It will be given. So what is insight? What is insight? Knowledge. Hmm? Knowledge. It's knowledge, it's the knowledge to know what to do what to do. We also pray for foresight. What is foresight? Yes, foresight is understanding what's going to happen as a result of a choice. Right? We also pray for oversight. What is oversight? It's the part of you that monitors yourself you're watching yourself the Bible says ponder the path of your feet let all your ways be established so we pray for insight the ability to know what to do we pray for oversight the ability to watch ourselves and monitor ourselves as we go that we don't get stuck in a thicket you know we can get into a situation we don't know how we got there and we don't know how to get out fortunately God is there for us to help us and we also pray for um, in, we pray for insight, oversight, and foresight. And that's the ability to foresee a consequence. Now, all of those things are things that we pray for. God tells us to pray for them. But you know what? They are also brain functions. They are brain functions. They are functions of the, what I call the hardware of your soul. We don't have a separate higher part that is separate from our organic being. We don't, the Bible doesn't teach that. Many, many religions unfortunately teach a concept that the thinking, planning, wisdom part of man is separated from the body. But we know that that is not a biblical teaching. That's from Plato. The Bible teaches that you are an organic being vivified by the life of God. And when we have an unhealthy lifestyle, I call it biblical, principles of biblical living. So when we don't take care of our body temple, we are actually damaging the organic hardware of the soul, which is the only way that God can, can answer that prayer and speak to us. So, so taking care of our brains is taking care of our souls. Amen? Amen? The battle is not for the bulge. It's for the brain. It's not about weight control. It's about appetite control. And that's a brain thing. And so uh, people have talked to me about my old cookbook, uh, Guilt-Free Gourmet, and they like it, and the recipes, and blah, blah, blah. And then we broke it up into three smaller books and updated some of the recipes. But when I look back as a homeschool mom, feeding a family of four that were out working hard all day, planting stuff, planting trees. I was, you know, making them haul rocks and all the things that homeschool moms make their kids do. Um, I look, yeah, <laughs> I look at the size of those recipes. And, I, and I'm thinking to my, now I'm, I'm a widow. I live by myself and I'm thinking, what was I thinking? Okay, so now I have a different perspective as an older woman living by myself. I want to know how to cook for myself in a way that is healthy that helps me in my busy schedule so that I don't waste food so that I can still make healthy choices for one or two or three people without making a bucket full of stuff are you with me I'm all for making bucketfuls of stuff but we're not all there anymore and so when my husband Dane was going through his cancer journey Here's a lesson that I learned, and it's a really important one. What you learn in times of peace, the habits that you establish, whether it's worship habits, walking habits, sleep habits. So all of the things, the devotion, the worships that we had, the the exercise, the eating healthy foods, the going for walks, that we don't, how many times do you consult your feelings about when you make a right decision? Is it really, is it all about your feelings or is it really nothing to do with your feelings? Walking with God means you can feel wrong, but you do right. We don't brush our teeth just when we feel like it. I wasn't in the mood to brush my teeth when I brushed them this morning, but I did it because it's the right thing to do. So what I learned is that in a crisis, in a a traumatic situation, you're gonna take with you into the dark what you've been practicing in the light. And we ask Jesus to hold us, but what we've learned to do will hold us. What we've learned to do also holds us. And so in the same way that the things we pray for are spiritual things, but they are also organic parts of the brain that we can damage, insulin resistance, High blood pressure, high cholesterol, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, m- uh, obesity, all of these things affect the brain's ability to exercise insight, foresight, and oversight. It affects them organically. You can see it on an image. That's why we don't do the instant, you know, just get these raspberry drops, and in 10 days, you know, you're going to lose your fat, your mid-body fat, and you're going to be able to think clearly. No, it's a process. It's a process. And just because it's hard doesn't mean God isn't in it. The very fact that God is giving you the perseverance to do it when it is hard, that's the miracle. So you can have joy when it's hard. You can know that God is in it when it's hard because he's restoring your brain and body systems. And by the way, the definition of obesity is not bigness. It's the ratio of lean muscle to body fat. So given that definition, 40% of our college students have what is called normal weight obesity. And they are at risk for 30 different chronic diseases that affect the brain as well as the body. So as I share this with you, I want to tell you that during my husband's cancer journey, this was a lifesaver. This is a, a rice cooker. This is my personal rice cooker. It's a joshiribi. Joshu, it's a joshu... I can't pronounce it. Joshirishi. It's a Japanese rice cooker. Okay. So we're going to have a drawing today. A rice cooker is the opposite of a slow cooker. The thing I love about rice cookers is they are fast. That's exactly right. And so it has all these wonderful parts, and I have two of these. I have this small size, and then I have a larger size. And my larger size is an aroma from the grocery store from Myers, and I, I, I bought a paid this for this years ago. Bunch of paid a bunch of money for it at a Chinese or an Oriental shop, and my twenty dollar, fifteen dollar aroma works better than this thing. Um, but I love it. So it has these parts and I'm always learning new things from Evelyn. I got each of my children a rice cooker because they're so amazing. And you can be very busy and you can get a really healthy meal together. So Evelyn talks about halt, avoid being overly hungry, anxious or angry, lonely or tired because when you get any of those in any of those places in your head, you're going to make stupid choices. So having something already ready for you when you know your day is going to be busy and it's warm and it's waiting that will keep you from you know the French fry frenzy kinda deal where you just grab something and then you go why did I do that and you feel nasty so by the way every good choice begins to rebuild the brain and body systems and restore those areas of the brain that we desperately need to navigate through these last days so when I bought my children their rice cooker I said, they come with a little paddle to scoop the rice, and they come with a a registered rice cup, Okay. Don't lose your registered rice cup. If you lose your registered rice cup, the rice cooker says, you must not use anything but this registered rice cup. (laughs) So I told my children, if you lose this, you lose the whole pot. It's not even worth using, so you must use this rice cup. So after do- my daughter's afraid to use. She's a- so afraid to lose hers that she keeps it in there and she doesn't even use the rice cooker. So after about a year of this, I'm telling people this. I one day I was at Evelyn's house. She had a rice cooker out. I said, "Do you use your, you know, your registration rice cup with you?" And she said, "I've never seen it. I don't use it. I have no idea where it is." So take your pick who you want to listen to. <laughs> but I've got my registered rice cup here and we're going to do this thing right. <laughs> so what I always like to do, I like to um, take my cup and but I want to always add value to my meals. If you were here for super slaw, we want, I want to add this so that it's a beautiful meal, not just one thing. So here's what we're going to do and the order that you do this is important. By the way, I brought some lovely tri quinoa I love to make quinoa. I love to make the mixed cereals that Evelyn brings me because I'm certainly not going to buy a trash can full of this stuff. So she brings me a bag. Every time she comes and we work, I tell her when I'm running out. So mixed cereals, porridges, rice. Um, Here's a lovely uh, wild rice blend that's very awesome. These are really fun things to use. And then I brought my own rice from home. And so which one do you want me to do today? Should I do the wild rice blend or should I do my brown rice? brown rice? The brown rice? Okay, put your hand up if you want the brown rice. Wild rice. Put your hand up. Oh, wild rice has it. Okay. So mix <laughs> it. I beg your pardon? I mix this the wild rice is a quarter of brown and three quarters of the brown. Well you should be up here doing this, hey Susa. Okay, let's just do that very thing and see what happens. Now the order of this is very important. So I'm going to put, I'm going to put some uh, brown rice in here, and now I'm going to complement it with some wild rice. That's a very cool idea. I've done millet in here, which is such a fun grain. Um, so now I'm putting my exact proper amount in this pot. Now the, the order of doing this is really important. Sometimes I put a pinch of salt or a little Bragg's in there. But the, the next piece is important because you want to put the right amount of water. And my eyesight is pretty bad, and I'm guessing right now. But you want to put it up to the line. Yeah, no, no, it has a line in here, Jesus. Uh, you're supposed to do it according to. I never follow directions except with this. This is really, this is, it's like it's very important to follow directions. OK, so that was step number two. Step number one is put the what in? Number two. This is so important. You put in the water because you have to measure it properly or your grain's either going to be sticky or it's going to be hard or it's going to be mushy. And then you cannot have any Asians to your house to eat because it'll be bad. You want your rice to be perfect. okay? so I have talked to some Japanese people about rice. And I want to tell you, we we have pasta when they come over because it's like they can even tell if the rice is old. I'm, t- yeah, yeah. So anyway, so now I want this to be more of a complete meal. I'm coming home, we're busy, you know, we have stress. We, I want something ready that's going to be wholesome and nutritious. So I'm adding a can of drained beans, whatever kind you want. I drain them very well and rinse them because I don't want gummy. All right, so the gum fiber is gone. But they're still a great, beans are the highest source of soluble fiber insoluble fiber, and resistant starch. They are just the trifecta of perfect food. Fifteen grams of protein. Yep. Yeah. And so now I'm putting an entire can in there. It's so pretty already. And I, I left my plastic paddle at home, but don't tell the kids. All right.
1: So, yeah.
0: Well, I should. I do at home, but... So now, here's another cool piece. Here's the tray, the steamer tray, and this one has a steamer tray. It's so fun. Now I'm putting my steamer tray on, and I have some sweet potato. And I'm just going to put my sweet potato discs, these are just discs that I've put in there, and I'm laying them in here. I'm putting the the lid on, and I don't have to do low, medium, or high, I just plug it in Push the little switch and my whole house is gonna smell like this amazing palace occupied by chefs. And it cooks and then it goes into warm, it just sits there. And I've left it there for hours Uh, and then enjoy it. Then you can season it, do what you want, put your soy curls in there, whatever you wanna do. But isn't this just fabulous for a really gorgeous meal and then you have your super slaw with it And will you have anything to complain about in the food department? No. So I love these. And so I wanted to make sure that we had a drawing today so that somebody will go home with a beautiful rice cooker, an aroma rice cooker. And my best one is an aroma. Yes, Karen? How long does it take? Oh, that's a great uh, question. This is probably going to take 30 minutes. 25, 30 minutes, it'll be done, and it bubbles. You can hear it bubbling, and it, and the little steam is coming up. It smells up the house. It just perfumes the house, and you're doing something else. You can go for your walk, and when you get back, your meal is ready.
2: What other kind of vegetables could you put down
0: Okay, you can do other vegetables. You can do uh, the harder vegetables. You can do potatoes or squash. You know, you can do uh, butternut squash or harder Those gorgeous rainbow carrots, you can put that. If you're going to do something like broccoli or cauliflower, then then wait till it's halfway done and put your veggies in there. Another thing that I've done, Evelyn, is I've taken mixed vegetables. If I don't want beans in there, I'll take uh, frozen mixed vegetables or corn. Then when it's all cooked, I just put the frozen veggies in there, lima beans, that's fun, uh, and just hit cook again. And it heats them up in about five minutes and you've got this incredible delightful fun meal put little love uh, what do they call that stuff that veggie sour cream what do they call that Tofuti sour cream <gasps> so good little onion in there
2: a so lot of people good. have done this uh, when we do corporate wellness programs they'll buy one of these and put it in their office yes and the people at Andrews um, yep. And you, you can uh, yes. smell up the whole office and yep. they're all, all wondering yep. what you're eating. Yep, Lots of conversation.
0: So you've got beans, you've got rice, you've got beautiful vegetables with carotenoids. You've got the basics of a, of a fantastic meal. You add just a little bit of raw salad with this and you have an amazing meal. So yes, somebody had their hand up. Yes, ma'am.
1: Put what now? Oh, did
0: I say that? You know that is on my paper. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, that's true. Okay, so yeah, you can put a bowl, a little glass dish in here with uh, not that covers that's up. P- all- yeah, you, you know could- Tyrex dish I can. Right? Yeah, just a little. You can do that because if you don't want the red dripping oh. down into the rice, yeah, but you, you need to have room. Okay. for the steam. Yeah, the steam has to come up. But yeah, I've done I've done it the polite way. But I don't. <laughs> Or, what's a little red in your rice? So, <laughs> yeah. I've never tried that. I've never tried that. It would be fun to try. To take one of those bags, I go to the store and I buy those bags of mixed vegetables where the, you get all these nice little vegetables, or, or you have the, the beautiful chopped kale with Brussels sprouts and all these cool things. Imagine making a whole little pot full of that and putting it in here with a little bit of water, and it would just steam right up for you. Yeah, I I don't know how that would work, but it would be fun to try. Yes. Have you discovered
2: the instant pot yet, which is a rice cooker, a slow cooker, a regular cooker, um, everything in one? It's called a what? It's all in one. You don't need any. But what's it called?
0: Instant pot. Instant pot. No. And you can make, you can become either a rice cooker or a slow cooker or just or a regular... Or a
2: regular
0: pressure cooker. A pressure
2: cooker. How many of you have one of those? I have three. Do you like them? Oh. <laughs> Do you like them? Next you like year, them? you're up, you're up, up. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I just, that's great. If you can uh, get, we'll investigate that. But, you know, this has satisfied so many of my needs that I just haven't needed anything else. So are there any other questions, comments? Yeah, yeah. One of what? Where do you buy an instant pot? Online. Where do you buy it? Um,
2: Generally online. Amazon.com often has um, specials before holidays, like before Thanksgiving.
0: Um, Great. Check it out.
2: There's different ones.
0: How fun is that? And by the way, whole grains are getting such a bad rap but I'm here to tell you that whole grains are excellent for the gut microbiome and the actual the bacteria that are the most important for lowering inflammation are found in whole grains. Uh, and so whole grains are incredible, whether it's whole wheat, whether it's whole grain rice. When you get whole grains, um, you are helping your gut microbiome and especially if your gut is sick. Uh, and brown rice especially, I went to a, a, special, a program by a gut specialist who was talking about leaky gut and bleeding guts and colitis, and he said, you never want to fast a sick gut. You want, you want the gut cells to have nourishment. And the nourishment is provided by what the bacteria break down. And the bacteria love hemicellulose that is in brown rice. So for his very sick patients, He would have them make rice, brown rice, in a lot of water. And then it becomes foggy with the hemicellulose. Pour off that water and just drink that water. And it provides this amazing nourishment for those GI cells of a sick gut. So uh, brown rice is a wonderful medicinal compound for a gut that is touchy. Yes, sir? I've never popped popcorn in a rice cooker <laughs> never done it I can't imagine what that would be like because you have to use some water in this thing have you done? you're gonna try it okay let us know you might win this thing and get a chance to try it in there who knows yes hey, Sus- there you go she doesn't even look at the registry she knows what they need right. a rice cooker, cooker. yes yeah, somebody had their hand up over here yes just gonna say, great for soups too. awesome so what do you do do you make your soup in it or do you just heat your soup in it either way that's fabulous what a great idea I'm gonna go home and try that okay yeah yeah time for the drawing anybody else yes did you oh I'm so sorry and now here it is—the end of the thing. And yeah, oh, hopefully we'll remember that tomorrow. But if we don't, remind us. So for weddings, uh, this is the gift: buy the, buy the rice cooker. For soups, use the rice cooker—either making it from scratch or um, heating it up. It's a great idea. This man back here was going to try to pop popcorn in it. And we'll see what happened with that.
2: Okay, go ahead. You pick okay, one. No, no, no. Okay. Okay, great.
0: Okay, so what she loves about the rice cooker is that it relieves a burner on the stove. Yeah. Okay, so Angela Walsh.
2: Angela.
0: Yeah. Okay, one little parting word of advice don't lose your rice cup. In fact, this is mine from home, and it's going home with me. All right, God bless you, everybody. Thank you. And now I would like to introduce. Stephanie who has done so many amazing projects and for the Lord so many of the funds that uh, that she has put into producing cookbooks And all her amazing ideas have gone to fund the literature work, so we praise the Lord for the mission spirit that she has and She's here somewhere. Oh, she just left. Is that her? Where is she? Oh, there you are. Okay Okay, Stephanie Okay
1: so how y'all doing how was the food what did we like best you've had it before Betty (laughs) popcorn sliders okay good everything was the favorite yeah okay well um, I wanted to slow down for just a minute (laughs) and take a deep breath okay good Um, (laughs) I I really have been enjoying the testimonies that Evelyn has been having you all share about the supper clubs. And there's lots of good ideas and good tips. I really like taking all of those things and putting them together. And that's what I did when I wrote the little How to Have a Successful Supper Club uh, booklet that I I have written. I actually wrote it mainly because my mother-in-law, who lives in Ohio, wanted to start a supper club. And she is one of those people who like she'll call you and ask every single question and so she calls me and says so what about this and what about that and she's I don't know what to do I've never done a separate club before I I'm just all by myself down here what do I do so she would keep calling me and calling me so every question that she asked me I like wrote down the answer so then after she asked me because she'll, she'll like call you and ask the same question like three times so I wrote it all down and I sent it to her but you know what she did she didn't even read it she just called me and asked me so <laughs> But after I had it all written down, I thought, well, you know, it's all written down. Maybe somebody else could use the information. So that's why I did it. Um, There's lots of great things about a supper club, but since Miss Betty's here, I will tell you the most important thing, besides having really, really good food, about a supper club is having a good registration lady. She was my registration lady back at Goebbels, and that is the key, really the really key to keeping your people coming. And... What, what she does, I'll tell you what she does. Do you want to share what you do, Betty, or do you want me to Okay. <laughs> what she does, when pe- we, we get people to come, she has them register on a card, and she keeps track of everyone who comes. If someone misses a, a supper club, she will send them a little personal note, handwritten note saying, sorry, we missed you. Here are the recipes that you missed, and she'll send them off to them. And if somebody misses, say, four or five in a row, then she'll maybe give them a phone call and say, hey, we missed seeing you. And if they miss more than a year, she'll just call them and say, we know she hasn't been coming. I mean, do you still want to keep receiving our information? So she just keeps up with them. She said she's never had anybody say she didn't want—they didn't want the information, except for the people who moved to Florida. There's only one couple that did that. So, but because they keep getting these personal notes, people—they seem to people seem to care about them. They want to keep coming, and that's what Sue said yesterday when she talked about the ministry of supper club is really making friends with the people, and that's really what we want to do. We want to. Um, Make friends, friends, and be part of the evangelism cycle. There's a cycle of evangelism that starts with seed planting. You've you've seen the signs and you've heard everybody talking about it. You plant the seed, or you cultivate the soil, you plant the seed, you wait, wait, no. you prepare the soil. You gardeners, help me. Thank you very much. <laughs> prepare the soil, plant the seed, cultivate. Then you harvest and then you preserve. What's really cool about health ministry is it fits into lots of different categories. The first category, and I think the most effective category, is cultivating the earth cultivating, is preparing the soil. It's where you're making friends with people and you're talking with people, you're getting you're getting to know people. And when they get to know you and you're friends with them, they're more willing to ask you questions about spiritual things. And you can ask them. If you're having a conversation over um, supper, You know, at, at the supper club table with someone you're having, you, you can mention all kinds of spiritual things because it's your personal testimony. It doesn't affect them, it doesn't, um, it's not like they're offended by you talking about it because that's who you are. You're not offended when they talk about their basketball team or their recipe they just tried because it's just who they are and that's when you just discuss these things and you become friends. And then eventually you can say, hey, would you be interested in a Bible study? And sometimes they will. I'll tell you one short story and then I, I will start cooking because you know what happened yesterday. <laughs> I got too much stuff going. Um, we had a lady. we have a lady in our church. her name is Linda and she's what I call a quiet evangelist. You don't see her around a whole lot. she does run the Crater roll department, so you know what something what Evelyn said or Vicky said earlier about the Crater roll department she does run the Crater roll department and but she comes to supper club. And when she comes to supper club the very first supper club we had we had a lady named marilyn come in and she um, was she was going to the catholic church but she had just been diagnosed diagnosed with diabetes and she saw on our flyer the topic that we were talking about was diabetes and she goes i think i'm going to go to this supper club so she comes and she sits down and linda sits down next to her well linda also runs the community service center and as they're talking and chatting and she learns that Marilyn really just moved into the area. She doesn't have really any friends, and she just hasn't really made any good connections. So Linda says, hey, why don't you come work at the community service center with me one day a week? So sure enough, Marilyn starts coming, and she starts working at the community service center once a week. She comes to supper club every month. Is she still coming? Faithfully. Faithfully. (laughs) And she, um, Linda asks her for Bible studies. So she starts taking Bible studies. Well, as you you know when you give Bible studies sometimes they get a little nervous when you get to certain subjects. And so she kind of backed off, but she still helped at the community service center. Well, our church school was doing Bible studies with community people, and we were trying to find people who were friendly to our church who would be willing to have the kids come. So our, how old were the kids? It was like 5th through through 10th. that went and did Bible studies with these people. So she was more than happy to have the kids over. My daughter was in the group and she loved going to Marilyn's house because even though Marilyn had diabetes, she loved to bake. And it was a good excuse to bake when the kids came over, so she fed them lots of, you know, sugar. (laughs) But it was a small price to pay for the friendship that they made. And when my daughter was baptized, she asked Marilyn to come to the baptism. Marilyn came to the baptism. Um, Marilyn brought her husband to the Christmas program. And the um, other program, and Marilyn's husband was not a Christian at all, and he said, if I'm going to go to any church, it's going to be this one, she said, he said. And so that friendship is developing and building, and so it takes time. I always talk about evangelism. When they go through an evangelism uh, meeting like Unlock Revelation, that's what they call a pressure cooker. And when you cook beans in a pressure cooker, how long does it take? So you're cooking pinto beans in a pressure cooker, how long does it take? 30 about 30 minutes. Okay, so when you're cooking an interest or a friend in evangelism in a pressure cooker, they can be done and ready for baptism in a month or two or whatever. But when you're doing health evangelism, it's like a slow cooker. How long does it take to cook beans in a slow cooker? Ten hours, three hours. It can take any number of time, but it takes several hours, doesn't it? And also when you're working with interests who are health interests, it's not going to be done in a a day or a week or sometimes it can take up to ten years we had Mary and um, Paul Elder took ten years before they were baptized they started coming to cooking school and ten years later they finally said okay I'm going to join this church but it just takes time so when you're working with people and wanting to do healthy evangelism don't get discouraged if you're not having baptisms after you know supper club hey I want to get baptized well that doesn't generally happen because there's a cycle you have to take them through and if you're preparing the soil with your health then you just keep moving them on to other parts, and everybody works together. That's why the church is a team. Each department of the church, the church school, the community service center, the, all different parts of the school, the Sabbath schools, all work together to win a soul. So that's what I wanted to convey in the uh, supper club booklet that we talked about. But for today, we're going to make, this is a meal I would make for a supper club. I always like to serve a salad, a main dish, a side dish, and a dessert, but you didn't get to see the dessert. I'll show you the dessert later. Um, Today we're making the BLT salad. This is by far my most popular salad. It is in the Kidlicious cookbook, but you have the recipe there, but if you want to get the cookbook, there's other good stuff in there. So, it's super easy. It's kind of not rocket rocket science. I want to talk about pasta just a little bit. It calls for a box of pasta, and we talked about whole grain pasta. Um, on Monday, I believe. And there's all different kinds of pasta. And I wanted to bring up the fact that when you're serving people who aren't used to eating healthy, sometimes you have to make compromises that you wouldn't normally make at your house. Um, When I cooked for Emanuel Institute, we had a variety of people who ate meat who came, people who just were, there was one guy who ate pizza almost every single day. We asked him what they ate almost every single day. And he dipped his pizza in ranch dressing. Yes, it's true. Uh, even when I made the healthy pizza, he dipped that in the healthy ranch dressing. So so one of the compromises I make with pasta when I'm serving um, people who aren't as healthy is I use I buy the white fiber pasta. It's not a whole grain. It doesn't have everything that you want in it, so it's better to use the whole grain pasta if you like it, and if you even if you don't like it, like uh, Vicky said. But if you're serving people that you're trying to get to come around, at least it has more fiber in it. It's not just plain white nothingness this is called white fiber and this is called smart taste how much, how much fiber is in it? This one has two and a half times the fiber of regular pasta, All right. uh, which is five grams of fiber per three quarters of a cup. A white one. this one this one has eight grams of fiber in two ounces. Mm-hmm. so I'm about to say. So you've got, you're getting your fiber, it's not, again, it's not the ideal, but it's a compromise that you can make if you really want your people to eat, or if you have a, maybe a husband or children at home who just, want to eat the whole wheat pasta, they're like, um, just feed them this, they won't know that they're getting something a little healthier, and you'll up their fiber intake without them knowing it, which is always good. So I made the pasta, I put it in my bowl, and then I made the soy curls. Now we talked, my burner thing was not working yesterday. and It's still not working very well, but this is the soy curls. And we talked about those a little yesterday. It's very much the same process as we did yesterday when we made them. We took the soy curls. I soaked mine in water. Amma was mentioning earlier how she soaks hers in the sauce that she's using. Um, So I haven't tried that yet. I like mine to get brown, and certain sauces wouldn't let it brown, so I brown mine first. So depending on what you're making, you can, I brown them, and then I put the sauce on and cook the sauce into them. Because when, when you cook them, some of the moisture comes out, and then it soaks the new flavor in. So it kind of, you're doing the same thing twice. So. so I put in this. This is on, this is the BLT pasta salad. Let's find that recipe. And this is what we call the B, because it really doesn't taste like bacon, but it adds a nice, sweet and salty, chewy texture to your um, to your recipe. And then all I do is that once I brown my um, sweet curls, I mix up the uh, the brags, the liquid smoke, salt, cayenne pepper, maple syrup, and I just pour it over the top. And I cook them until it uh, absorbs all the moisture so they're dry like this. And then that's what you had in your salad. Did you try them? So that's all you do. And so then I dump those in here, like so. And then I mix up the dressing. Now in the dressing, um, for the salad, we have a mayonnaise. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry. Okay, so I have been using this mayonnaise most recently. Um, Vegemite is great. I love Vegemite. It is extremely expensive, so I don't buy it anymore. Sometimes I make my own homemade mayonnaise, but I tend to be really busy and don't have time, so I try to keep something on hand. And so I just found this new mayonnaise. This was at Meyer. This is at Walmart. Yeah, this was at Meijer, and I got this at Walmart. This one too? My, my Meyer doesn't have this one. Yeah. Everyone's here to keep us all straight. There you go. So they're both, there you go. Options, and you've all seen the Vegenase. Thank you, I'm gonna try to remember that camera's there. I just like looking at your faces, see? Um, something you need to be aware of, however, when it says vegan, that doesn't mean it's health food, it just means it's vegan. If it was, if everything vegan was a health food, we could live on french fries and Oreos. And that would be great. <laughs> Not really, but you know. <laughs> but um, so just because it says, so you don't want to use a whole bunch of it. It's I got a lot of fat in it. Um, if you make your own homemade mayo, that's great. But for a salad dressing and for an occasional um, different things that you do, it's, it's fine to use. Just letting you all know that. And so I made my salad dressing. I actually mixed mine up in here because I just had a little bit of um, mayonnaise left in here and I just shook it up and that made my salad dressing, which all, all the salad dressing is is mayo, lemon juice, um, some cane juice crystals, and some chicken style seasoning. Very simple. And then we just add lettuce. It's a BLT salad, so we have lettuce and tomatoes. Can you buy the crystals at Myers? Yes. You can buy, and you can buy them at Walmart and Myers and any health food store. And really any sweetener that you want i don't like a liquid sweetener in the dressing it just doesn't seem right so and then i just pour the dressing on and stir it up which i don't need to do at the moment but and we have a beautiful salad wasn't your salad yummy yes it was so i'm going to move this out of the way and we are going to go on to the sliders because they're going to take a little bit more time than the other Okay, so let's do this. Let's see if I can... Yeah. Pasta was in the salad we had I used, actually a little of both. A little, bit of both, a little bit of both. I had two boxes of the, um, the white pasta and one box of the Smart Taste pasta. And I just put it all together in a pot and cooked it. Okay, so now we're going to make the black bean sliders which are on the front of the page. Or, or, I don't know where they are in your recipes, but they're probably on the front. This is, I've learned something really new. I've, my, I have a friend who, um, hang on. I have a friend who, well, I'll tell you this later. Let's just mix it up first and I'll tell you all about it. Because that way I'm all together. That's for later. Okay. So to make the black bean sliders, again, a super easy recipe. You do not have to use a food processor for this, but I don't like to do all the work, so I do a food processor. Um, Because you can put it all in here. Because it says to dice your um, onion fine. But if you put it in here, you don't have to. It does it for you. So I put in my medium onion, and then I'm going to dice it fine. Okay, it's done. Okay, that was fun. Okay, and then I'm going to put my black beans in here. The recipe also calls for refried beans, or you can do your own canned beans, or you can make fresh beans if you have beans. If you make a big pot of beans early in the week and you just have beans all week, you could use those. And really, you could use any bean you want to. um, But these are black bean burgers. And I drained them, I didn't rinse them, so there's still a little bit of juice left in them. And then I'm going to add, well, I'm going to blend this up first since I didn't use the refried. I'm going to go ahead and do a little mix on that. I'm going to knock the sides down just a little bit. And then we add some gluten flour. The gluten flour is what kind of holds it together. You can use flax. You can use flax. I have a recipe in one of my books that uses a flax mixture. They're a little softer in texture, but you can still use it. It works. And And then I'm going to add some beef style seasoning. I like the Vegetarian Express beef style seasoning better than the other brand that I won't name. And a little bit of garlic. And a little bit of parsley. And then all you do is you chop fine again. There we go. And then, what you want to do next, I didn't spray my pan. Um, because the gluten flour is in here, it's going to set up. And if you're using the flax, you're going to be adding some liquid. So you might want to add just some regular flour to kind of soak up, or more oats. Oh, that's what I forgot to add. I'm glad <laughs> well, I, I literally, yeah, sort of like dumped it in there. I was like, this is way too soft. You might want to add a few extra oats if you're adding the water, yeah. So then I add the oats in, and the oats is what's going to really give us uh, some texture here. There we go. Knock it down. Perfect. So see how easy it was? And you don't have to do all that heavy stirring and, you know... If you want to use your muscles, that's good, too. Now, this is what I've learned since I wrote my cookbook. In the Kidlicious book, it talks about taking these, this mixture and forming it into patties and then baking them. But I find that patties are just a pain to make. <laughs> Let's just be really honest. And if you're making sliders, you have to make little small ones. I have a friend at um, my previous church who makes my mushroom burgers from the Something Better. And she always uses, uses this little thing. And she makes the beautifulest little patties. They look so perfect and so nice. And then I always complain because mine didn't look as good as hers, you know? And so she gave me this. And I don't ever use it because even when I use this, my patties don't look all perfect and nice like hers. She's one of those people who can make everything look good. I love those people. Um, So I came up with a new plan. This is brilliant. You're going to want to write this down. This is the tip of the day. And you may not even have to write it down because it's such a great idea. It's always going to stick right in your head, Okay. So what we do is I would spray the bottom of this pan. I did not do that because I forgot. But that's okay. I'm going to put it in here. We're going to put it in the bottom of this pan. And we may have a little bit more than we need for this. I usually use a 9 by 13. You need me to move it over, Miss Abby? There we go. And so you want to make a layer about as thick as you would make your patties. Okay? And like and I usually use a nine by thirteen, but what I have is a small pan and a big pan, so that's gonna be a, weird, a little bit weird, but Could you hold that white container? Someone? This one here? Yeah, that's for the popcorn later. Okay. There we go. So I smooth it out. I'm not gonna use it all. Oh. There we go. I just smooth out. And then we're going to bake this, okay? And we, we cover it with aluminum foil, or a cover if you have a cover so it doesn't um, get dried out. The first time I did it I forgot to cover it and it got really dried out. It wasn't as good. Um, but this time I didn't I covered it. And you cook it for about, because it's bigger than the little patties, I cooked it for about 40 minutes. And then I took off the aluminum foil and cooked it for about 10 more. And then This is the really cool part. Then, instead of making all those little patties, you've got this one big piece. You take this piece when it's baked. It comes out in like a full piece. You plop it right down on top of your rolls. And then you put your lid on top of, well, then you put your pickles and your lettuce on top like this. You make make your little sandwiches. And then you cover them all up. Wasn't that brilliant? I love that. And then you have all these cute little sandwiches. And you can, you can make 24, And you, what they usually come in when you go to the grocery store is you can buy the dinner rolls. I like to buy the whole wheat or whole grain dinner rolls or with slider buns. And if you can find those and then you just put, you take the whole piece of them, you cut them in half long ways. You put them in the bottom and then you put all your toppings on and then you put the lid on, and then you just slice them in pieces. And then you have all these cute little burgers. It's so great. I think it's the best idea ever. I couldn't find the slider rolls when I went to the store. Usually I buy uh, really nice whole wheat ones at Walmart, but they didn't have them when I was there. So you cut hot dog buns. Yeah, then you just cut them. We cut these in smaller pieces for you all to try. So then you can make, if you want to do them for a potluck or a party, you just, you can 24 per container, and it doesn't take hardly any time to mix that up, and you're good to go. Is that great? I love that. Okay, so there's your sliders.
2: How freezable is that?
1: The, um, the meat part is, yeah, you can freeze that anytime, yeah. And then I didn't get the stuff to show you how to make the pickles. We made the homemade pickles. I think the ones that you guys had were a little salty. Um, I must not have measured real carefully when I was doing it. So they're not supposed to be quite that salty. But the pickles were in the sandwich and they were also on the side. And to do that, it's very, very simple. You just slice your cucumbers and you um, take your, all your liquid, and ing- all your other ingredients and put it together and then you stick it in the refrigerator. You want to put it into a glass bowl or jars because you don't want it in a reactive. If you put it in metal or something, that's not going to be good. So. Now, the, yes, ma'am. Which one did you make, the bread
2: butter,
1: or Those or were bread? dill, oh, okay. those were dill. And I like to use lemon juice. I, again, I told you yesterday I don't like a strong vinegar taste, so I, I use lemon juice when we make pickles. Okay, <laughs> the next thing is you're probably wondering why we had popcorn with a picnic meal. But normally at a picnic you have chips. And chips are always fried and not really healthy for you. So we've came up with some popcorn seasonings that we like to use, and today we made, you have on there the Kidlicious popcorn seasoning, which is really the same thing that you guys always put on your popcorn, but there's a trick. When you blend up the yeast flakes and the salt, the yeast flakes actually stick to your popcorn. Isn't that better? So um, I just use this little guy here, and I put my yeast flakes, a half a cup of yeast flakes will go in there, and then a little bit of salt, I think a tablespoon of salt, what does it say? Recipe's right here. A quarter cup of salt, oh, that's too much salt. I think it's a typo. You want two tablespoons of salt. Half a cup of yeast flakes, two tablespoons of salt. Then you just whiz it up. Really, it doesn't matter if you like your saltier, you just put less seasoning on, but I like more yeast flakes to salt ratio. Half a cup of yeast flakes. Oh, it's the same recipe, I'm sorry. My brain is totally out there. A half a cup to a two tablespoons is the same as a cup to a quarter cup. It's the same thing. Same recipe. Good. <laughs> Only a half a cup fits in here. So I put a half a cup in this little guy here and then two tablespoons of salt. Is it, it? This is a spice grinder. or No wait, it's a coffee grinder I think. It's a smart grinder. It's a coffee grinder. Um, you can use a dry blender. You just have to put a little bit more in there to cover the blades. So if you want to use the dry, like your Vitamix, just put enough yeast flakes to cover the blades and then the salt to match and that'll blend up in there fine. So and then I put it in here and I sprinkle it over my popcorn. It's always ready to go. Um, In the cookbook here we also have a chili cheese flavoring and we have several um, options in here. I'm going to see if I can find them. Anyway, it's a great option instead of using chips, the, the deep fried chips. Oh, here we go. See? And in my book, we have the gospel in popcorn. Yes, you'll have to read about that. Um, <laughs> but we, we have several different seasonings in there. And then, oh, we only have one more thing, and that is our dessert. Yes. Can you run it underwater, real quick? The bestest thing in the world is this is another one of those brilliant ideas. And when I find them, I don't actually come up with all the brilliant ideas, I find them other places and I just, you know, use them. <laughs> but we're making these popsicles, these fruitsicles. It's fresh fruit in your popsicle and then you add, just add a little bit of juice to make a popsicle. And I'll show you what I mean. I made red, white, and blue ones. So the bottom is red strawberries and the middle is blue, uh, bananas, it's white, and then the top is blueberries. So you've got a red, white, and blue popsicle, like a bum pop really is the bomb (laughs) and so that's what um, so that's our popsicle that's our dessert and she's trying to get them out of the container because once they're in the little popsicle holders they're hard to get so when you give your kids a popsicle they're hungry they want a popsicle they're getting fresh fruit they're getting all the fiber and they're not getting just sugar my son can eat five popsicles in a sitting and not this little size I'm going to show you she's coming bring bring it here huh you can do that too it didn't come out right she says all right hang on hang on we gotta sometimes these popsicle sticks I need more warm water I'm afraid they'll all come out oh (laughs) what Oh that's a good idea. You're smart. <laughs> You've done this before. I usually don't have any trouble getting them out, but today of course I'm in front of hundred people, so whatever. <laughs> they come out. Okay, we're gonna stand here and talk until it comes out. So does anybody have any questions about the recipes that we made?
2: Warm water if that
1: helps anything. Anybody have any questions about what we made? I didn't
0: I just I just want to make sure that all the ingredients are available at Meyers or Walmart.
1: The only thing that's not would be yeast flakes and chicken style seasoning. Mm. No, you're right. Yeast flakes, chicken style seasoning, and soy girls. Country life. has them. Or the ABC or health, other health food stores. If you live like in Lansing or wherever, you can find just about whatever you want. Um, if you live in Cedar Lake, praise the Lord for Rogers Health <laughs> because otherwise you wouldn't find anything. <laughs> Um, yes, ma'am? Oh, really? That's good to know. Um, she says that um, in her area, the Meyer has yeast lakes where they have all the Bob's red milk flour and stuff like that. How often does your subway club meet? We meet once a month. I don't, I'm not running one anymore, but Amma runs ours here. And she started, we do once a month. The reason we do once a month, yay! The reason we do once a month is because you, meet, you it's better to meet the people on a weekly, monthly basis. If you wait and do one once a year, once a quarter, then you really can't build those friendships the way you want to do that. So. You know what
2: we did is we did um, uh, Healthy Tuesdays, we do one month, four sessions. That's what we did too. So every Tuesday in February, we would have several sessions and then we would try to follow that up with something else. We just
1: Okay, so she does, she does a monthly, or, or?
0: Every
1: Tuesday for the month. For a month, she, she, she did supper club for a month, every Tuesday for a month. Um, I prefer to do it all throughout the whole year because you get to know them better. But if you have a different other programs going on, like she said, then she does that one for, and then she does something else at other time just to follow up with her people. So that, that's good. One thing I like about the supper club that when you do it on a monthly basis, or if you do a concentrated thing like she talks about, is you can teach whatever you want to teach. Ooh. You can teach whatever you want to teach during that time. So if you want to do a a depression recovery, well, probably wouldn't do a depression recovery that way, but if you want to do a stress seminar or a fit and free or something else, one of the other seminars, you could just teach it once a month. I, when, I, when I had a big group at the Global Semper Club, I asked them specifically, do you want to meet more often? Let's do, we're going to do this longer seminar. Do you want to meet more often? And most of them said, no, we can't do it more often. We just want to do, do once a month. They're, if they're used to coming once a month, they come to once a month no matter what you're teaching them. And then you can start teaching them whatever you think is important for them to know. Because sometimes, truth is, we know more about what they, wanted, what they need to know than they really know what they need to know. They come because they think they um, need to know something, but they really need to know something else. So And these are great to use for separate clubs. You just have to um, adjust them a little bit and do one session each month. So I'm done now. Okay. <laughs> Want to give Stephanie a
2: big hand? <laughs> nice. She, she has just been amazing in creating these two cookbooks. I love them both. So I think you need both of them. If you've got kids in your life, oh, this is grandkids, perfect. It's awesome.
1: It's awesome. If you don't have kids in your life, they're all recipes just like the BLT salad. So you'll like those if you're grown up or young or whatever. It doesn't
2: matter how old you are. We all are kids at heart anyway. If you like to make barbecue soy curl, always make it and then refreeze it because then it gets a consistency of chicken. And my husband was totally fooled. And it seals in all the flavors. Okay, so you cook the soy curls, season them, then freeze them? Yes, I make barbecue. And make a barbecue. And then put it in Ziploc bags. In Ziploc bags and freeze them. So you put the barbecue sauce on them and then freeze them. And put them in a crock pot and cook them. Barbecue soy soy curls. Oh, cool. Okay, anybody else got a tip? What you're doing that you've you've uh, designed in your kitchen? Oh, those are great ideas. How many of you have used soy curls? Okay, so some of you haven't. How long do you think they'll last? You can keep it in the freezer or the refrigerator. Yeah, and look at the expiration date. They don't, have, they don't have the preservatives in them.
0: A big trick with that is to put bay leaf in those big containers, and that drives away all the critters. Yeah, put bay leaf in those big they containers. Like they don't like bay leaf, yeah. And they say plant marigolds to keep the rabbits away, but our rabbits eat them, so I don't know what the deal is with that. But anyway, yeah, there's always little tricks.
2: Yes? With soy curls, I guess a lot of people rehydrate them with water. I rehydrate it with either spaghetti sauce, or so it it penetrates in and it's more flavorful. I don't know. Did you hear that? Rehydrate your soy curls with with tomato sauce, with... uh, Spaghetti sauce, or any pasta I mean, I, I sauce. <laughs> sauce. If it's for enchiladas or something like that, I use enchilada sauce, and it goes right into the into the soy. Yeah, I I season it up before, and then I put the soy curls in that nice seasoned. Yeah, yeah, that's like Stephanie did yesterday uh, when she sautéed the soy curls in the dressing that was going to go in the salad, and so it brought on that flavor. Yeah. Yes. Okay, he doesn't want anything from the microwave? Did you like give him the pans and tell him he could take over the kitchen? (laughs) The covers were a mess. (laughs) Okay, would you like to address the microwave question? It depends on if you're microwaving Pop-Tarts or potatoes, sweet potatoes. That's the, it
0: it does not even affect vitamin content, less than steaming. So, no, it's just heating. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not a problem. I'll tell him that. I'll twist his arm. We go to the same church. (laughs) I'll go, hey, come on Dan. Uh, No, we're gonna get over it. (laughs) It doesn't kill water. Yeah, there are certain containers that you don't want to heat in the microwave. It'll drill a hole right through them. So, yeah. So, the heating of the certain plastics you don't want. It releases. But, you know, in the big picture, I'm always looking at the big picture. Just eating better foods, no matter how you heat them or what you heat them in, is going to get 7 out of 10 people off their blood pressure medicine. So we can get so micro in our thinking that we can miss a big picture and miss a lot of blessings that people can get just by making really modest changes. So nobody's listening, but that's okay, because I might be saying something wrong. No, that's okay. Let, I up. really like it when people are not listening, because then they're not going to write me a letter. <laughs> okay, well, we to get Okay. Thank you, Evelyn. When Evelyn really wants to make a point with me and she doesn't think I'm listening, she'll go, that is, she's Southern, that is wrong, W-R-O-N-G, wrong. And Then I listen, then I know Evelyn knows what she's talking about. (laughs) All right, are you ready? R-E-A-D-Y. Are you ready? Okay, we're gonna get going, where's Evelyn? Okay, she's still smiling. Get on your phone. Evelyn, may I have a drink of water, please? Thank you. Well, good morning, everyone. Everybody's smiling. Hey, how do you like the sliders and the salad and the soy curls? I tell you, these women are doing this out of love, and I was one of them. You see this finger right here?
2: Somebody got a slice of me (laughs) in their slider. Okay, I just want to let you know that when Peggy was giving her uh, testimony the other day of doing a community program, she was using the Foods for Thought program. It's four sessions. The one we're talking about, uh, we have Jerry Shield with us at the 2 o'clock session. How many of you are going to the 2 o'clock? A few of you? Jerry Shield is doing this, and he <clears throat> he is actually has an income from doing li- uh, the Living Free programs. He charges for people to come, and this is his full-time work is doing these Living Free programs and helping people overcome addictions, um, bad habits and addictions. They're both half price. All of our modules are half price, so take advantage of that. We're having Christmas in June and a whole bunch of good stuff, resources. And what Vicki and I have been chal- uh, commissioned to do is to create materials for you to use. So I hope that you are finding them useful. If you have comments or ways that we can make it better we would love to hear from you Uh, thank you all for coming I hope that your ministry and your community is just amazing tomorrow morning we're going to have a discussion on how to create um, these community uh, opportunities for people to learn and share with each other uh, of what we have learned so let's pray Heavenly Father, thank you for this time together, for all these resources, for good food that you have given to us, for this amazing message for our mind, body, and spirit. Help us to embrace it into our lives and share it with others in a winsome way. In Jesus' name, amen. This media was brought to you by AudioVerse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon
0: audio and much more. If you would like to know more about AudioVerse,